אוקיי, לחיים, לחיים, לחיים. So we see after the Shmaya, we'll share a few words. The Kabbat Zayin Adar. The Dariya Kaddish says that even though your site is over, Zayin Adar was today, last night, today. You can draw it already into the next day, in the next few days. And by most Hasidim, the Yardside Su'udas that they celebrate, or whichever tzaddik that it may be, is usually the evening of Matzeh, the Yardside, because they do that Bekavana, because they're, they're trying, Dafka, to draw the energy of the Yardside out. So that's still very much the energy of Zayin Adar. The Yomad Yilula of Moshe Rabbeinu, tzaddik of all tzaddikim, Guide of all guides, teacher of all teachers, Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is called in the earliest farm already, maybe even Chazal, but the Sefer Achinach and Nalach it's brought. The Moshe Rabbeinu is called the Sarsur. Sarsur means the go between, the middleman between a Kaddish Baruch and Am Yisrael. That's why, halachically, when we stand for an aliyah, so there's supposed to be at least three people standing there. The balkairi, the person that's getting called up, and then somebody else is supposed to stand on the side. Really, where you have two people standing on either side, but at least three people. And the Mishabura brings down that the reason is because one of them is Keneged Am Yisrael, one of them is Keneged HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and one of them is Keneged Moishra Because you can never have point of meeting between HaKadosh Baruch and Amisol without the presence of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is, is, um, is the Sarsur. He's the one that goes up to the mountain. He's the one that brings the Torah down to Amisol. He's the archetypal tzaddik who's referred to in the Zohar Kadesh as Manda Achid B'Shmaya Va'ara. The one who unifies heaven and earth. That's the job of the tzaddik. And that's the job of all tzaddikim. And that was the job of Moshe Rabbeinu, who did it more than Moshe did. To unify heaven and earth, not just once, and not just a few times, but to reunify heaven and earth. And that's the point I want to speak about now. More than anything that Moshe Rabbeinu brought to Am Yisrael, what we're makar to Moshe Rabbeinu for is that he stuck by us. Because if Moshe Rabbeinu would have brought the Torah down, and then we would have been destroyed all the hundreds of times that we deserve to be wiped out, we wouldn't be sitting here in Edgeware talking about this now. So, Gadol Chasadam Achreinim Merishayinim. Moshe Rabbeinu's protection of Am Yisrael, described by David HaMalach as Amad Beperetz. Moshe stands in the breach. What's a breach? A breach is that there's, there's a place that's misaligned with either sides and it needs something to, to mend them. It, it's, it's, it needs something to stitch them together. Moshe Rabbeinu is Aymid Beperetz. Moshe Rabbeinu is described as standing Bein Shmad L'Ratzayn. Bein Shmad L'Ratzayn is Moshe Rabbeinu because Moshe is Gematria. The Gematria in between Shmad Shin Mendalit and Ratzayn, the in between of those Gematrias is the Gematria of Moshe. Moshe is standing between Shmad and Ratzayn. He bridges the gap. This is what the job of a tzaddik is. This is what the job of Moshe Rabbeinu was. And this is the job of all the tzaddikim throughout the generations. 
It's not for nothing that Moshe Rabbeinu was born and then was nostalgic, left the world in the month of Adar. It's not for naught. Because of course the whole month of Adar is Vatsim Purim, the whole month, already Mishin Nichnas Adar, already Marbim Simcha, and the, the, the Simcha doesn't stop after Purim's over. It's supposed to be Mamshech until the end of the month, Mamish, the whole month is Purim Dik. Really the whole year, Gansiar Purim, certain songs may contend. Right? Agansiar Purim, really the whole year is supposed to be Purim. So they say Nachman ben Fega, because Rabbi Nachman's mother's name was Fega, so they say Fega's Rosh Hashanah is Agansiar Purim. Fega. Right? So the whole year is a little bit Purim, but certainly the month of Adar is Agansiar Purim already. And make no mistake about it, the, the story of Purim is really about Mordechai Hatzadik. That's That's who this story is about. The story of Purim is the story of Mordechai. Sure, Esther plays her part, and a very big part. Esther plays a gigantic part. But Mordechai is the, is the mover and the shaker, the, from the beginning to the end. As Mordechai is putting the pieces together and storming the heavens. I'm going to speak now about what exactly he was trying to be Ma'ar and Shemaim. Mordechai is called Mordechai HaTzadik. Mordechai is called Mordechai HaYehudi. It's the only figure in Jewish history who has the distinction of being called Yehudi, Mordechai HaYehudi, Mordechai the Jew. Unbelievable. Because Mordechai is the quintessential Jew, because the tzaddik is the quintessential Jew, because v'amech kulam tzaddikim, really all of us are tzaddikim. But there's a place, it's very buried, you know, some some of us have it more activated than others, but in some it's mamish buried inside. And that's called the tzaddik within. Mordechai, the tzaddik, Mordechai HaTzaddik, is the Mordechai HaYehudi, is the fully actualized Yehudi. And so Mordechai HaTzaddik has a very deep connection with Moshe Rabbeinu, specifically because Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't just Moshe Rabbeinu in the time of the Midbar, and that was that. The Zarekah says, Ishpastusha de Moshe Bekula Dara. Moshe Rabbeinu's extension, like the emanation of his neshama, Bekula Dara, is in every generation. Dara is the same letters of Adar. Which means that Alpipnimius is Pashtusa de Moshe Bekule Adar. The whole Adar is filled with the spirit of Moshe Rabbeinu. Whole Adar. Okay, so this is the gateway, Zion Adar. But the whole Adar is filled with the Ruach of Moshe Rabbeinu. Spashtusa de Moshe Bekule Dara. But Moshe Rabbeinu comes back each generation in the form of the Manhik Hadar, and the Tzadik Hadar, of that leader of the generation, as the Pasuk says, Mashahayahu Shiyah, what was will again be, all the Tzadik can say, the Rosh Hashanah, Mashahayahu, what was will be, is Rosh Hashanah, Masha. Mashahayahu, that's Moshe Rabbeinu, he shows up again and again and again, in the form of the leader, so there's a very deep connection between Moshe Rabbeinu and Mordechai Tzadik, but in order to understand this, Psiyat Rishmaya, we have to understand, what is this Indian of Moshe Rabbeinu? What's his Shirish? Where is he rooted? Where is he rooted, right? What's the Shirish of Moshe Rabbeinu? What's, what's his thing? What's his headquarters? Where does, he, where does he draw the secret of this devotion to Am Yisrael, like defending wipe me out of your safer. I only exist, essentially, is what he's saying to Hashem. I only exist in as much as I serve this role of protecting Am Yisrael, and if this is not going to work, so then I don't work, so then wipe me out. Where did he get this from? Why is he so staunchly bound with the Shorish of Nishmas Yisrael that he refused to give up on us for a second? Where does this come from? So we were talking a little bit before about this anomaly, this strange, beautiful thing, that Chazal say that Sadiqim are nostalgic, they leave the world on the same day that they were born. 
So we spoke about a full circle, circle of life, right? The lentils, I think you said oats. Might have had a different gear over here. Was it oats or lentils? Yeah. So, uh, so that, that, that Yaakov Avin was making, and they're, they're circular, right? Because the tzaddik lives a full life. We spoke a little bit, Ramazim, of what it might mean to lead the world, just like you came into it. So we know that Moshe Rabbeinu was Niftar and Zion Adar. Interestingly enough, the Gemara tells us, like we pointed out before, that Haman thought that this was the month to, you know, to, to carry out his decree. We're going to speak about why. Because Haman is an embodiment of a Malik. We have to understand a Malik very deeply. Haman was all excited, says the Gemara. He didn't realize that Moshe Rabbeinu... He, right, he says Moshe Rabbeinu died in this month, but he was born in this month. Right? So I'll keep shot what that means. The Gemara is telling us Haman thought this was the month that Moshe died. True, he did. But this was also the month that Moshe had been born. That's the shot of the reading of the Gemara with the Chassam Saifer. This is the most incredible thing. He says, look at the order. Look at the order of the way that the Gemara refers to Moshe Rabbeinu's coming and going. It says, first he died in the, in the month of Adar, and then he was born in the month of Adar. Shouldn't it say the opposite? Shouldn't it say that this is the month that Moshe was born, and then he died, because presumably he was born first, and then he died? Says the Chassam Soifer, no. Says the Chassam Soifer, no. Because it's the Moshe B'Kula Dara. Moshe Rabbeinu is spread out and manifest within every generation. He says, the Gemara is telling us that on the day that Moshe died, Gevalt, he was reborn into each and every one of us. The Chassam Soifer says, Moshe Rabbeinu and the, the, the Marinayim also says that Moshe is called Das Kal Yisrael. Each of us have a chalik of Moshe Rabbeinu inside of us. It's the chalik of Das, seeing things clearly, clarity. That's, that's Moshe Rabbeinu inside of us. So sure, Moshe Rabbeinu was Niftar on Zayin Adar, but he was also born on Zayin Adar, and that didn't happen first. That happened after. He left the world, and then he promptly re-entered Kibiachal in the form of that chalik of Viadata Hayoyim Vashivoyseh, that part of us that can bring heaven and earth together, the tzaddik inside, shemaim and arts, moyach and lev, together, that, that's, that's the Moshe Rabbeinu inside of us. So we have to look at the Zohar Kaddish. The Zohar Kaddish says that it's not simply that Moshe Rabbeinu died and then was reborn in Zayin Adar, but it gets much more specific. The Zohar tells us the time of day that Moshe Rabbeinu left the world. What time of day was it? Rav the Rav. Rav the Rav. Right, which means will of wills, which is a reference to the time of Mincha, which is called an Esurats, and the Gemara says, mincha. There are a lot of tzaddikim that were answered, Dafka, Anit and it's called an Esuratsen, the time of Mincha. Esuratsen, in, in Aramaic, Ratsen is Rava. Rava means, right? Yehei Rava Kadamach. Um, Rava means to will. So that time is called the Rava, the Rava. And the Zarkad says, Rava de Ravan Estalak. That's the Lashon of Desire. Moshe Rabbeinu was Nestalak. He left the world at the time of Rava de Ravan Estalak. Says the Tzadikim, Rava de Ravan Estalak is also Roshetev's Adar. Rava de Ravan Estalak, which is also Dara. Right? Like we said, it's Pashtus of the Moshe, Bekula Dara, Bekula Rava de Ravan Estalak. It's, it's all Moshe Rabbeinu. It's Pashtus of the Moshe. Within his dying, he's reborn. But Dafka at the time of Rava de Ravin, the will of wills. What is this will of wills? This is very deep. Because when we talk about a Kurdish Baruch, we're having a will, having a Ratzon. There's almost nothing that we know about a Kurdish Baruch who's Ratzon, like what he wants. None of us can possibly know. There's an unbridgeable gap between our understanding 
And a Kurdish Baruch who's understanding. We don't, we don't understand. We can't fathom. In the Pasuk says, Hashem says, my, my thinking is very different than your thinking. Very different. We can't judge ultimate value and meaning from our perspective. Can't. There's a gulf. There's a bridge. But one thing that we do know about a Kurdish Baruch Hu's is that if he desired anything, he desired what the tzaddikim and what the medrash tanchuma refers to <clears throat> as a dira b'tachtayna, a dwelling place in the lower realms. Because the, the medrash tanchuma says, "Nes Baruch Hashem had a taiva, he had a rava, he had a yearning, he had a desire for what? to dwell in, in the physical world. He wanted human beings who are physical, corporeal people who eat pizza and, and are willing to be moist and nefesh by going outside in the middle cold as long as we can have our pizza, right? And and because before the, the house was clean for Pesach, so we thought we would have to eat it outside. And like without even thinking, it wasn't like, a, it, wasn't, it was like, Pasha, what do you mean? I have to go to Siberia to have my pizza. Right? Hashem made human beings dafka so that we should make a bracha on the pizza we eat outside. Ah, and the second that we do that, we bring Hashem into it. That's called making for HaKadosh Baruch Hu a dear of And we don't get fooled by the apparent uh, uh, nature of reality. We don't get fooled by the facade, by the mirage, by the delusion, by the illusion. We don't get fooled. Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekin Hashem. We put on tefillin, we say tefillin. We do Shnai Mikra, we try to learn a little bit. We daven a lot. We do mitzvahs, ma'asim toivim, yavim toivim, like... This is amazing. This is amazing. Our life is filled with alokos. It's incredible. And in so doing, we're fulfilling the desire that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had. But like we said, in order for this desire to be fulfilled, obviously HaKadosh Baruch Hu needed Am Yisrael. He needs the Jewish nation below, who have a kesher with him, a bond with him above, so that we can draw him down and reveal him through the chelik al-kamimal that each of us contains, so that we can live from that space, recognize that within ourselves, within the other, and understand that all of nature is just a lens through which HaKadosh Baruch Hu is trying to manifest himself, not hiding away from us. The world is called Oilam, not because it hides Hashem, but because Hashem is hidden in it. That's very different, the Svasema says. The world is not called Oilam because the world hides God away. No, the world is called Oilam because this is the place where he has hidden himself. It's his hiding spot. And a hiding spot, everybody knows, why do you have a hiding spot? Because you're a middle plane, hide and seek. Because because you're because you're, you want somebody to find you. That's why this world is called Eilam. Svasema says. And that's what Lydia Sabaditra said. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, you and I are playing a game of hide and seek and I find you everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Because Hashem hid everywhere, right? To be found everywhere. So he needed Yidin. And this aligns, this taiv that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had, aligns <coughs> with another Mama Chazal. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Yisrael alu b'machshavat chilam. Am Yisrael were the first thing that arose in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mind, so to speak, in the creative process. Why did Hashem think about a world and then go about creating a world so that He can actualize a physical world? What, what, what was the catalyst? What was the premise? What kick-started the process? Only Yisrael. Yisrael alu b'machshava, the Lubavitch says, alu b'machshava means not that we arose in the mind, but we rose above the mind, meaning we're positioned in a place of what's called keser. Keser sits above the thought processes because you begin thinking about what you want to create. But the rutzon to create 
happens before the thinking about what you want to create. That's called keser, a crown which sits above the mind. So we say, Ashrei Am Shekachaloi. Fortunate is the nation that Kachaloi, so the Tzadikim say, the, 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 um, the, the Baal Shem HaKadosh, says, Kachaz Roshetevis Keser Kol HaKsarim. Crown of all crowns, which is Rava de Rava, right? The will of wills. Thank you so much for joining, huh? Ah, Shekacha. Shekacha, thanks for joining. Shekachaloi. right? Shekachaloi. Keser Kolaksarim. Am Yisrael are rooted in the place of Rava de Kolaravin, of will of all wills, of Keser of all Kesers. Of 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 root of all roots in the earliest 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 place of existence. So this is who we are. This is what our mission is. This is what our mission always was. This is what our mission always will be until the end of time. This is where we're rooted. This is the place of ratzah. This is the place of ratzah. Now we're created b'tselam elokim. We also have a Ratzon. Because Hashem has a Ratzon, we have a Ratzon Kiviyachal. We also have Ritzonus, we have desires. But Chazal already taught us the Gemara and Brachus, we only really have one desire. Ritzonenu, Lasus, Ritzonenu. The desire of a Jew, deep, 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 deep inside, is mamish to do God's will. That's the desire of a Jew. However, <coughs> deep inside you have to deep inside and wipe all the dust away to find that glowing ember. It's there, it's there, it's there, it's there. It's like, this is a Klaal Barzal. The Jewish heart is always, always, always yearning to live a life aligned with the divine will. Our desire reflects Hashem's desire in the deepest way. The Kruvim. That even in the time of the destruction of the Bishamiktash Chazal say the Kruvim were intertwined. The Kruvim facing one another, mirroring one another, yearning for one another. This is what we want. This is what we want. But Amalek, Amalek is positioned against Am Yisrael in the side of the Klippa in the side of the negative. Because we know that everything Hashem created, He created in a system of balances. Hashem created this in opposition to that. And so everything in Kedusha needs to have a mirror on the side of Tumah. Moish Rabbeinu on the side of Kedusha, who was on the side of Tumah? Bilam. Bilam. Who was that? Bilam. Bilam. Everything has a side of the klipa. Am Yisrael also have a mirror image of darkness. And that mirror of darkness is called Amalek. It's called it's Mamish called Amalek. Because Am Yisrael are called racious. In fact, and this also aligns with the Mamar Chazal we spoke about earlier, Yisrael Alu B'machshavatchila, says the very first Rashi, <coughs> first Rashi is in the Torah of Bereshis, the Chazal, Bishvil Yisrael Shenikru Ureshis. Hashem created the world for a purpose. For what purpose? We said, we had a desire for what? Dir B'tachtoinim, to dwell in the lower realms. We said that that means to have Am Yisrael that are being miyachid, that are making for him a place, that are letting him in, like the Kutzker says, where is God? Wherever you let him in. And this is what we do for a living, is to try to let God into our lives. 
That's called emuna. That's called letting go. That's called opening up. That's called growing in consciousness. This is called being a yid. So Am Yisrael are called racious because we're rooted in that place of the Ratzon, of the Rav of the Ravin, of the Ashri Amshe Kachaloi, because who else is called racious? Amalek. Racious, Goyim Amalek, the Pasuk says. Amalek is also called racious. They also have that aspect because they came, Mamish, to do the opposite of what Am Yisrael are here to do. So again, Am Yisrael are here to bridge heaven and earth, to express the deep hidden desire that we have. We want nothing more than to turn our lives into a dira for you, into what we're learning now in the parashites about the mishkan, a mishkan for you, and to serve as the kain gadol, the lavi mishkan evna. That's our ruts and that's what we want. So Am Yisrael's strategy has to be the contrast of that, which is he wants to push HaKadosh Baruch Hu out of this worldly gamre. Doesn't deny that there's a God somewhere, but like some kind of Aristotelian like first cause, like some kind of theoretical, conceptual, philosophical construct that has no bearing on the day-to-day living. I'm not commanded, and I'm not beholden to God. Right? I'm not. I'm, I'm not in a covenant with God. What Am Yisrael brought to the world is not just that there's a there's a God. Many traditions know that there's God and there's 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 you know the, the, the one Creator in one some form or another. But Am Yisrael were the ones that have a covenant with this God. That's a whole different thing. In the East, they also know about God. You know, Buddhism, okay, Hinduism is a little bit more complicated, but Buddhism, they know that there's one being and different things. But nobody has a covenant with with what they call Brahman or Atman or all these different. Nobody has a covenant with that. They live with a, with, a, with a sense of like, they call it the ground of being. Okay, so there's a God. It's like, but, but not that they, that means that I have to live in a certain way now. Okay, so the purpose of life is to become conscious of like the deeper reality. I'm not knocking it. That's a beautiful thing. That's a, that's a great thing. Halavai, you didn't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's an okay thing. Like for them, that's fine. But I'm used to have a covenant with God. Kodesh Baruch Hu is, is, is an emotive, person, personal God, so to speak, that has concern for human life and has a stake in our actions and the way that we live. That, that's a whole different thing. That's Mamish, a whole different thing. That's a whole different thing. So Amalek has no problem with there being a God, but let him stay out of my life. And that's why Chazal say the fundamental Pasuk that speaks about the war against Amalek we're going to read this week, Parsha Zachar. The war against Amalek, Midar Dar, from generation to generation, the Kurdish Baruch Hu has a war against Amalek. What's the war? Ki yada keska. Because a hand is on the throne of God. Melchama Hashem ba'amalek midar dar. There's a war. Hashem has a war against Amalek in every generation. That's what the Pasuk says. What's the hand on the throne of God, says Rashi? Hashem is making a, a shvua, right? So you put your hand on something holy, you make a swear. Hashem is kiviachal swearing by his throne, kiviachal, so to speak. Kiyad al kais, there's a hand on the throne, kais ka, of Hashem. And Chazal point down, or Rashi brings from the Medrash, there are three letters missing here. The word case is really supposed to be kisei, which means a chair. I'm going to have this word case. What does it mean? Case means to cover. Well, what does it mean, case? That's the whole point here. Right? But there's an aleph missing from that word. It should be chav samach aleph. And ka is really supposed to be yud ke vav ke. Even though sometimes we do use those words, you know, those le- those letters ka, like amet sakrasi ka. Right? That's true. That is a name. 
But Sechazal, in this context, it was supposed to be Yud Kevavke. It was supposed to be Ki Yod Al Kisei Yud Kevavke. Kisei Havaya. But Vavke is missing. And the Svarim explain that these three letters are the representation of the way in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu yearns to settle down in this world. A kisei, a chair, is something that you sit in, settle in fully. Like, you know, like one of those like leather, big leather, like armchairs that like envelop you. Like you just, you, you fold yourself into it. It holds you, right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to f- unfold himself into this world, Kiviachal. To go from Yud and He, which are the heavenly letters, Rosh is Yismucho and that refers to the spiritual realms beyond, that's fine. But Hashem wants Visagel Ha'aretz. Hashem wants that the earth should rejoice, which means, and that's Rosh is Vav He. He wants to settle down in the lower realms, Dir but all the while that Amalek is in the world, say Chazal, the chair is not complete and the name is not complete. Amalek cuts away the Aleph of the Kisei, so it, and instead we have case, the nature just conceals Hashem, and there's no Vavke. Hashem is not able to fully settle down completely into, into the lower realms. This is what Amalek wants. This is what Amalek is. Amalek, of course, is Gematria Suffolk. Amalek attacks us and makes us wonder, is there a God in my life or not? This is all rooted, of course, in the Chet Eitzadas, the very first sin. Right? Because Chet doesn't mean sin. It's a very poor translation. Chet means to deviate. Like the Pasuk says, You can sling an arrow at a hair and not miss. And the words for not missing is The word Chet means to miss, to deviate. Not sin. It just means you stepped off the path because there is a path that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent us here for. Hashem sent us to walk a straight path. And then we get very lost in convoluted ways. But there is a path. That path is called the Eitzachayim. It's just one singular tree. The tree of life. It's just one path, one path. There are many different ways, but it's all one. It's all shalom. It's all bound together. But instead, Adam and Chava eat from the Eitz Hadas. All of a sudden, there's duality. All of a sudden, there's duality. Adam and Chava eat from the tree of duality, of Toiv and Ra. Chazal say, where is Haman rooted? Haman and Atar Minayin? Haman Eitz. Right? When Hashem asks, Adam and Chava, did you eat from this tree? Hamin ha'etz? That's where Haman is rooted. Because Haman is the Nachash, and the Nachash is Amalek. And that's where they show up in history first, in the form of the Nachash, that makes them doubt whether they have a Kesher with Hashem that's strong enough to care. It's strong enough to care. And that's why much later on, much later on, when Am Yisrael are traveling through the Midbar, they start to have doubts, and they say, Hayesh Hashem Rekebeinu Am'ayin, is the Kodesh Baruch Hu with us or not? What's the next Pasuk? Vayave yeah. Amalek. Amalek comes because Amalek is a Gematria Suffolk. And to the second that Amisrael started doubts, all of a sudden we don't know. What did Chavatel HaKadosh Baruch when he asked, why did you eat from the tree? What did you say? Hanachash Hishiyani. Which means the snake fooled me. The snake tricked me. And the Tzadikim say that the word Hishiyani is the same Oisiyas as Hayesh and Ayin. Hayesh Hashem Bekebenu in Ayin. Is Hashem among us? Hayesh? Is he here? Is he a part of my life? Or not. That's called Hishiyani. That's what the Nachash did. Hanachash Hishiyani. Part of the suffix is that there are two words that matter a lot to us. Should matter a lot and do matter a lot. Those words are Echad and Acher. And they matter a lot because these are the most fundamental words in our tradition. Moises Shtach says, do not bow down to another God, the lowercase g, of course. 
And we say every single day, three, four times a day, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. And the Dalit of Echad is big, and the Resh of, of the word Acher in the Torah is big. Why are these two words big? Why are these letters big? Because they're very similar. They're very similar in form, the Resh and the Dalit. To the point that the Zarekadosh calls the letter Resh uh, an, uh, the imitation of the Dalit. So it's, it's called, it's, it's a pretender. It pretends to be a Dalit. And all that distinguishes between a Resh and a Dalit is the tiny, tiny, tiny top of the Dalit that sticks out the back instead of being curved. And that's called a Kreutz. A little thorn, a little tiny drop of ink. A drop that distinguishes between the Dalit and a Resh. This is, this is a very big deal. This is a very big deal. We don't want to distinguish. We don't want to mix up between the two. But this is the suffix. We're not sure. Dalit or Resh. We're not sure. And that's why Kodesh Baruch Hu curses Adam. And Adam Rishon brings the curse upon himself after eating from the Eitzadas Toivira. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, V'koitz. Now you've gotten involved with Amalek HaYesh Hashem Rekebeinu Amayin Anach HaShishiyani. V'koitz. Now you're messing with the little koitz, with that little tiny thorn that's between the Dalit and the Resh. Memele V'dar Dar Tatsmiyah. You're just going to have to suffer with Dar Dar. What's Dar Dar? It's Dalit Resh. Dalit Resh. You're not going to know. You're going to be back and forth. Dalit Resh. HaYesh Hashem Rekebeinu Amayin. And that's why the Pasuk that we referred to before, where we said, if you look at the Pasuk, it's not Dalit Vav Resh, it's missing Vavs. So it's just Dalit Resh, Dalit Resh, Dar Dar. It's the same Dar Dar of a Koitz with Dar Because this is what Amalek is. This is what Amalek is. So here we come to the end. The whole Indian of battling against Amalek is to tap into the Vanta'ut to the absolute certainty that beyond the surface of the way that we may appear in a given moment, beyond the, the, the appearance of our behaviors, we have to believe, deep, deep, deep inside of me, I haven't forgotten you. I want you, Father in heaven. Rebbe Shalom, I want you. And this is Moshe Rabbeinu is rooted in the place of Ravah the Ravah Nistalik. He leaves the world into Ravah the Ravah, but that means that he also entered the world in the place of Ravah the Ravah. And when he becomes reborn within each of us, it becomes that place of Ravah the Ravah that Moshe Rabbeinu, the Tzaddik, refuses to rest all the while that there's one Jew in the world that's given up. All the while that there's one Jew in the world that's fallen prey to the Kriros of Amalek, to the coldness of Amalek, Amalek Asher Karcha Baderech, that happens upon us along the way, meaning that tries to fill our lives with a spirit of Mikra to say, oh, things just happen in life, you know? You know, there's a God up there in heaven, but down here things just happen. The Hepech of what Am Yisrael's whole essence is that we're rooted in the place of Hashem's desire for a dear betachtainim. This is the job of Moshe Rabbeinu. This is the job of all the tzaddikim. This was the job of Mordechai Tzaddik in the time of Purim. Because what happened to the Eden in the time of Purim was they sunk into a state of despair. They were supposed to go back after 70 years, right? And they weren't sure exactly what the calculation was. Actually, <coughs> They had already started to go back. Ezra had already gone up to Eretz Yisrael. They had begun building the base on Mikdash. It wasn't completed yet. They had begun working on the Mizbeach. And then Achashverosh stopped the whole thing. And that means that they were shattered and broken beyond belief. They felt that Mamish, and this was the whole Indian of Amalek, they felt that the bond had been severed. That they had fallen to a place where the deal was off, the covenant was broken. HaKadosh Baruch Hu no longer had interest in Am Yisrael. We had no chance of fulfilling our mission. We were finished. That's what we thought. And Achashverosh wanted to lock that in with the Suda. 
by bringing them to a place where they would have to behave in such a way where if they caught their reflection in the mirror, they would feel as if finally, finally, they had snuffed out the place of their, of the, of their Kedusha. They were finished. They were finished. But the Gemara says that the students of Rav Shem Baruchai, Rav Shem is very connected to Moshe Rabbeinu. What Moshe Rabbeinu was in Nikla, Rav Shem Baruchai was in Nister. Right? He, he delivered the Torah of Nister to Am Yisrael, which is, of course, rooted in Moshe Rabbeinu's Torah. But Rajbi, the tzaddik of Panemius, who looks beyond the surface of the Jew. The Talmidim came and they asked him, well, what was the Indian of the Gezeira? Why was there such a Gezeira like that? And then why did it disappear? And he says the Gezeira because they were Nen and Misudasa Shal Rasha. Because they ate from the Suda Machashverish. So the Talmidim are asking Rav Shimbar them, why like why didn't the Gezeira actually actualize? And he answered, because Haim loy asu lefanim, because they only acted on the surface. And so HaKadosh Baruch Hu also only made a show on the surface like there was a Gezeira. Says Rav Shem Baruchai, Am Yisrael, even at the Su'uda itself, Haim loy asu elalifanim. Mr. Gemara Megillah, there was this only on the outside. But the inside of the Yid is Ritzenin, Ritzenecha. And Chazal say that Am Yisrael were eating from the Su'uda, having a grand old time until... They saw the Kalim of the Beis HaMikdash. Do you know what they did? They picked up their plates of pork, whatever it was, and they left the room and they made their own little Suda Sachashverish. Outside, they couldn't handle it. Do you understand the drama that's taking place at the Suda Sachashverish, where on the one hand, think about how shuffle they felt. The whole community went. Do you know how many? 18,500 Jews went to the Suda. That's all I'll say. They were, that was it. They, they, were, they were finished. There was no busha. There was no shame. They didn't take it to go and, and eat it in, in the backyard somewhere. They babish bifarhesio, bigaloi. Like, that's it. They lost any shred of dignity. But you can imagine the scene. Sitting around the table and eating, and all of a sudden, one old Yid, who still remembers from his childhood in the Beis HaMikdash, because there were certainly Yid in there that had been in the Beis HaMikdash. It wasn't that long a time, and some old Yid, an 80-year-old, who was alive at the time when he was 10 years old, and his father took him to the Beis HaMikdash, and he saw the Kalim of the Beis HaMikdash, and the Mizbeach, and the Menorah, and so on and so forth. And all of a sudden, he's sitting in a very different place, in a very different time, acting in a very, very different way. And out of the corner of his eye, he sees the Menorah. Standing in the corner. And he's jolted out of his stupor. He's jolted. And he begins to like nudge the guy next to him. Like, like the Benoyer is in the corner. Like, whoa. Like, something starts to wake up. A new Shana. Libby air. Something starts to stir. What was the Benoyer? What's that? Where was the Benoyer? I didn't catch that. Where was the Benoyer? The, all the Kalim, the Beis HaMikdash. Oh, not just Salah not just drinking Kalim. No, I don't believe so. I believe he was using the Kalim. He dressed up like the Kaingala. So he starts to see the Kalim of the Beis HaMikdash. And, and, and Mamish, Ashukah, and, and, he, and his, heart is, his heart, something starts to wake up. And maybe some of the other Yidin like, start to like, whatever, sh- you know, shush him because like, they don't want to be distracted. And they carry on partying and he's Mamish already crying. And then all of a sudden the door opens and Achashverosh walks in, Kodesh Lashem on his head that sits with the Mitznafet and the and the and the Choshen, everything we learn about in this week's parsha, and already they can't handle it, and the Mamish all break down because of Libi Er, Libi Er, Libi Er, Libi Er. This is the story of Purim. 
The job of Mordechai HaTzadik was to be poiled by a Kodesh Baruch Hu, that Yidin shouldn't forget that they're holy, that they're bound up with Kedusha, that, like Rabbi Nachman says in the Kutaran Tinyan, there's no, there's no more distant thing from a Jewish heart than, than sin, than lowliness. A Jew is elevated, B'nai Malachim, we're princes, princes, we have no idea who we are. We have no idea who we are. May I name Lekuchem. We're taken from a place of Ayin, from Rav de Ravin, like we're rooted in the loftiest place. But we we, we we get convinced by a Malik that like we've lost it. We get convinced that Kodesh Baruch Hu is not a part of my life. But Kodesh Baruch Hu says, Ki Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose Tzion. Tzion is Gematria Yosef. Yosef is the Tzadik inside all of us. Hashem chose that. Shabbos, we get a little bit of a taste of this. We say Shabbat. We say on, on Shabbos, Hashem wants us. He chose us. Shabbat Harbonu Mikol What's the end of that Pasuk? Eva Lamoy Hashem desired Tzion. Desired it. He had a Ratzon for it. Lamoy Shavlai, to dwell within it. Eva is the Isis Aleph Vav Hey. Aleph is the Aleph of the Kise, that word that's, that's, that's truncated, missing an Aleph. And the Vav Hey is the Yud Ke Vav Ke. Eva are these three letters. Eva Lamai Shavlov. Shem wants to dwell down here. But Aleph Vav Hey is the, is the, the Rosh Hatevis of Achashverish, Vashti, and Haman. <laughs> it's the same three letters. Because the whole thing is that they're coming to be master, those those three letters. And the whole Megillah is filled, who, who, Achashverosh, who, who, the whole thing is filled, who, who, is Hevavala, the same three letters. This is the battle, is the struggle that's taking place. But ultimately, Mordechai comes to awaken, to awaken Am Yisrael, to daven that we shouldn't forget who we are. Leich knois kala yehudim. That's the Indian. How do you gather Jews together to tear their garments? To tear their hearts, to have a heart broken open, to remember who they are. How do you do that? Just by reminding them, Leich knois kala yehudim. You're Yidin. Mordechai ha-yehudi means he has the ability to wake up the Jew within the Jew. The hidden place, the Nichnas Yain, Yatza Said of Purim, where the Said, the secret of my bond with the Kurdish Baruch that I want more than anything in the world. A little bit of wine goes in, and Mamish, all the Tamid, all the Bacham, the Rebbe, I want to learn, I want to learn. It's very holy. I want. The want comes out. The want. The Ratzin, Chvil, I want. I want to be close to you. That's what I want. It's the only thing that I want. And in all the things that I think I want, I don't really want that. I just want you. And I'm looking for you in all those different places, but I'm looking for you. Barashan, please help me find you. Please help me find you. Please help me become a mishkan for you. Please help me turn my life into a, into a dwelling place for you so that I can fulfill my mission. This is the job of Moshe Rabbeinu. So to close, Chazal say, Lassus Kurtzoyin Ish Ish, the Pasik says that the Suda was done in accordance with Ish Ish. Every person, right? In accordance with every person, but Chazal say no. Ish ve'ish is speaking about two particular people. Ish, say Chazal is Morichai. Ve'ish, say Chazal is Haman. Last, let's Ish ve'ish. There were two conflicting wills with regard to the Suuda. 
There was what Haman wanted, just to be machti am Yisrael, to cause them to give up hope, to kriras yumiayish. And there's what Mordechai wanted, which he was telling the Yidin, don't go. Don't go, don't go. This is not who you are. You're bigger than this. You're deeper than this. You're sweeter than this. You're more profound than this. You're more elevated than this. Lasses. I saw from Rav Kluger, how did Chazal know that Ish is Mordechai and Vish is Haman? Maybe it's flipped. How do they know that Ish is that Mordechai, Vish is Haman? Both says Ish. How do you know one is? How do you know who's who? He says that Kaval Remes. Of course, Rabbi Nachman is part of this whole tradition of these kinds of tzaddikim. Of course, who came to the world to awaken that Jewish spark and to encourage us to never, ever, 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 ever give up. Ever. Ain shum yish ba'ilam There's no despair in the world at all. It's the one thing that we know, everybody knows, Harry Ben Achman said. Ain shum yish. There's no despair in the world. Ah. Says of Kluger, ish. Is Rosh Hashanah, ain shum yish. That's Mordechai. Vish is the icy is yish. Zahaman. Basas kurt sayin ish. Vish. Haman wants to tell us, you're Ratzin? Yes. You, you want this stick flesh over here. Whatever you're eating, this pork on the table. This is what you want. This is who you are. This is Mamash Tanachash. This is, this is. But the the Ratzin of Ish is ancient Yish. This is not who you are. Kalim and the Beis HaMikdash are in this place. You, you must shudder. Let's gather together. Let's understand we have a Kesher no matter what we go through, no matter how we look on the surface, and no matter how lowly we may feel, Rabbi Nachman said it used to be that all the beginnings were from Pesach, and now, dot, 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 and he didn't even continue the sentence, but Rabbi Nassim tells us, Rabbi Nachman meant to say, it used to be that all beginnings were from Pesach, now all beginnings are from Purim. It's very, very deep. Why didn't he finish it? That's part of the depth of it. Valaisim is Gematria Nachman. Okay, but It's a very deep thing why he didn't and, and what that means that the beginnings are from Purim. But Al Kopanim, Purim is the time where Mamish, Beseser, Beseser, Amadrega. Every Jew like Esther can come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and say, Shalom, I'm coming with I know I don't deserve it. I'm not coming to you with my Zuchusim. I'm not coming to you because of, you know, I, I, it's coming to me and look at my Madregas. Shaloy Kedas. I, I, I don't deserve it. You, you do with me what you see fit. Like Rabbi Nachman says in Tarah Zayin, in Sicha Zayin, in, in Sicha Saran, I have to try. I have to try. Even so, I want to be a Yehudi. I want to be a Jew. And when a Kodesh Baruch who sees that, Gevald, Esther comes to the Chatzar HaPnimis. Chatzar HaPnimis means she comes, Esther is the Jew. She comes with that inside, inside hidden place. Kodesh Baruch who sees that, Right? We have chen by Hashem. We have chen, no matter what. We have chen by Hashem. And he sticks out the sharbat hazav, this holy sharbat. And Tzadikim said already, Tzadikim earlier, Tzadikim, the sharbat is Rosh Hashem, Rebbe Yisrael Baal Shem Tov. The sharbat, the sharbat hazav. Hashem sends us Tzadikim that are connected to the tradition of Rajbi, Rabbi Shimon. It was only on the outside, inside the inside Am Yisrael Kaddish Vitar, which is the tradition of Moshe Rabbeinu, which is the tradition of Moshe the Moshe, the Chula Dara, the whole Adar, Rava, the Raven, Istalak. This Indian of Ratzin, this Indian that Ratzin, no matter what, 
This is the energy of Purim. This is the Simcha of Purim. Halavai, we can get to this on Purim. To say Tfila Yud in Likutei Tfilas on Purim. Very important. Tfila Yud, the 10th Tfila. Find Likutei Tfilas. Find it online. Collected prayers of Rabbi Nassim. The 10th Tfila. Mamish, sit under a table somewhere. After you drink enough to be sitting under tables, and make sure the tablecloth covers you. Nobody should see. And Mamish, say Tfila Yud. It's full of gaguim. It's full of ratzon. It's full of saying, Hashem, at the end of the day, like at the end of the end of the end of everything, Mishigasen aside, Netzach Yisrael lo Yishaker, and the Bechina of Netzach, Netzach, Purim is Netzach, Purim is connected to the union of Nitzchiyas, Netzach, Chuasam HaYisa la Netzach, from that place of Netzach, at the end of the end of the end of the day, and this is all b'schus Moshe. And without Moshe Rabbeinu, the Sarsur, Am Yisrael would have given up a long time ago. And Hashem would still be there knocking on, on the door, called but we'd never hear it because we'd, we'd be so far away because we'd think that the door is closed and it's locked and there's nobody on the other side. It's the tzaddikim that are connected to Moshe that are the ones that remind us there's no despair. You're holy inside. Tap into that place. Reveal it. Start to live from that place. Believe in that place. Ein Shemyush. They're the Sarsur. How do we come to believe in Hashem? Only because of Moshe Avdai. Only because we're connected to the Bechina of the Tzadikim that Hashem sent to enliven us, to encourage us, to give us the strength to begin again. To tap into the spirit of Moshe Rabbeinu, to tap into the spirit of, of all the tzaddikim, all the tzaddikim amitiyim, Rav Shimon Bar Yechai, the Baal Shem HaKadosh, Rav Nachman Ben Feita, Ben Agantzir Purim, Agantzir Freilach, all the tzaddikim that came to be Mesameach, the nefashis of Am Yisrael, Lamer La'asurim Tse'u, to those that are trapped, go free. To those that are sitting in darkness, Yigalu, be redeemed. Be'asus Hashem, Shebezeichet Besuras Taivas. Simba, this is a sign of God.